Hello, everyone. I'm so glad that you're joining us today for another episode of Up and to the Right. And today is, like every single week, just a very special guest that we have. And this today is a, a very unique opportunity for me to be able to have a conversation uh, that you get to join in on uh, with Michael French. Michael French has actually preached here. He preached one of our revivals several years ago and did an amazing job bringing the word and many lives were transformed and encouraged and inspired. And I have followed his ministry over the years and I actually have had the privilege of being a part of his son's life uh, a little bit over the years. And so I'm thrilled to have Michael French with us today. Michael, good to have you. Thank you. It's a privilege to be here. Love you, brother Rodney. You're the best. Well, thank you, Michael. Michael, tell us a little bit about you. Give us some, give us some insight in who Michael French is and your family so that we can understand who you are a little bit. Um, I've been traveling for 54 years all over the planet. Uh, I'm a missionary evangelist. Uh, I grew up and started out in the ministry as a revivalist. Uh, and then a friend of mine told me that uh, it would be good for me to begin to travel around the world and inviting people to Christ and uh, have been married for 48 years as of March the 8th. I have a son who's 44 who works for Convoy of Hope. Uh, this is a family dedicated to God, and we're thankful for the privilege. That is wonderful. Now, let me, you know, you talked about traveling around the world, and I know a lot yes. of that has taken you specifically over the last several years over into what used to be the old Eastern Bloc, uh, Soviet Union, but in the early 1990s, when that began to fall apart, you stepped right in. What attracted you specifically to that part of the world, uh, namely Ukraine and Russia? Absolutely. Um, I didn't go willingly, but I went with curiosity. Uh, a close friend invited me to go uh, several times. I turned him down, and then one day he said, would you give God a chance? And without going through a long story, um, a several series of events took place that began to change everything. And when I went to Russia uh, very for the first time in March of 1992, um, from the very beginning, it was a trip that had the hand of God on it. But what attracted me and what kept me interested was on the opening night in the sports arena in the middle of Siberia, next to Lake Baikal, uh, I saw nearly a thousand people come to Christ. You know, here in the United States and many of the places I preach in the world, um, uh, I wouldn't see a thousand people come to Christ in a year. And here this night, 95% uh, of them, if not all of them, it was their first time to ever hear the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I remember standing there uh, in Irkutsk and uh, the little interpreter who, who spoke up, somewhere had picked up more street English than actual understanding English. And uh, someone later told me he wasn't really good in Russian. But uh, 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 when I gave the invitation for people to come to Christ, uh, I started crying. I couldn't stop crying. It was, like, it was like the Holy Spirit was dealing with a part of my heart that I didn't even know existed. Uh, it was awakening inside of me the desire for, for souls for people to prepare. I believe there is a heaven. I believe there is a hell. And I believe the separation between the two is a decision for Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Uh, uh, we saw in those three nights, several thousand come to Christ. Uh, then another 
a man of God came in for three more nights. I think over the six nights, 5,000 people accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Uh, then when Rob Hoskins asked me if I would become a part of Book of Hope, uh, he said, uh, sure, let's, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I did it and still in many ways connected. But that's, that's the number one reason. When you stand and see a thousand people respond to the message of Jesus Christ unashamedly in front of everyone, it changes everything inside of you. It, it's, it's sort of like getting to fish somewhere where no one else has ever fished before. Uh, that's the only way I know how to explain it. So, Mike, you sharing that story of your first trip there, I can, I can already feel how it would have impacted me. But tell us how, how this journey there in Russia uh, and Ukraine and the ministry with the people and the evangelism has impacted or affected your life. Oh, absolutely. Well, the first thing you need to understand, I've now been 131 times. Uh, I've watched the National Church in 1991 that had 61 churches now has 4,600 churches. And even in the pandemic has continued to grow and plant churches Uh, in that area of the world. It's not like here. It's not convincing people. They ought to plant churches. They believe what God's done in their lives. So it's, it's brought within me this desire, a calling that nearly four to six times every year. Uh, I was in Russia in January. Uh, I'm heavily involved in what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, when you watch the news in the Ukraine, right now, the number one city that's being demolished, uh, hundreds of thousands of people have fled. There's only 100,000 people left. The city's name is Mariupol. I was the first person allowed to openly preach the gospel in that city. I took a team that was in every school from universities and high schools all the way down to the grade school level. Uh, in 1995-96, the church began to grow stronger, and I began to move more and more with the national church. It was still working and still have a close relationship with Book of Hope, but I, I began to see the necessity for the national church, the leadership, the training, the development. Uh, Pastor Rodney, I think you know this about me. I, I'm an evangelist, but I believe the greatest gift outside of Jesus Christ that anyone can give to someone else is a pastor, a pastor who loves them, who cherishes them, who teaches them. Healthy marriages come from a man of God who knows how to teach the word of God. Children grow up in the fear and in the admonition of the Lord. So I began to believe with all my heart that part of my calling in Russia and Romania and Yugoslavia and many other cities was the factor of training pastors developing pastors, that they could handle the harvest that God was giving them. When you look at Luhansk, Luhansk is an extraordinary city, a mining city. Uh, I was the first person openly allowed to preach in that city. And now um, nearly every pastor has left or has been assassinated. You're, 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 seeing, you're seeing hurt and pain. Uh, Ulyanovsk and areas like that, uh, when you're dealing with uh, Kiev, uh, I preach there almost every year. Uh, these people that, whom I love, uh, it's how it's affected our family. I think it's one of the reasons why my son loves doing what he does. Convoy of Hope is helping people at the point of their need. That's what an evangelist does. We come in and cut down timber. We, 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 we help when people are at that moment of need. 
and then help them move into a church that grows, that develops, that sees the power of God. Mm. So powerful. So, Mike, when was the last time you were in Russia? I was in Russia in January. I was in the city of Perm, Moscow, and St. Petersburg. Um, I did a national, well, it was a regional youth conference in Perm, um, building seats about 12, 1400. Um, uh, hundreds of people came to Christ, were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, then in Moscow, uh, there is the church there that started last March uh, with a graduate from Oral Roberts University. Um, he's an extraordinary young man, has worked as my interpreter, and I know his family well. Uh, they started with 13 in March, and I was their first Christmas speaker. And uh, they're now averaging about 130 to 180 every week. Life has been extraordinary in what God has been doing there. And then I was in St. Petersburg, and the St. Petersburg Church, we helped plant that several years ago. It's a very strong church. It's planted seven other churches. Uh, probably uh, in the 10 days, we saw around 1,600 people come to Christ and the church grow. And young people. Oh, I love young people. And God is moving powerfully among the young people of Russia. Mike, that sounds exciting. Now, um, we're going to take just a moment here. We're going to show a couple of videos. Uh, you, might, you won't be able to see them on this end, but I want you now to explain. It's an Instagram uh, post that you have sent me, and then also one of yes. you uh, up uh, speaking. So we're going to show that right now and take just a moment so our people can see these videos. I'd be a millionaire. I was about to lose my mind, but God came right on time. He made a way out, no way. Yeah. And I thought it was the end, but He stepped in again and made a way out, no way. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about those videos. Oh, absolutely. The first video, and I don't know what order you saw them in, but one of the videos is specifically of a youth conference uh, in one of the regions of Russia. And kids have come from all over. And um, I'm speaking at the conference as well as many others. And uh, uh, I spoke on the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and, um, uh, and getting their lives right with God. And and I don't know, about 900 responded to the invitation. Uh, excitement, hunger. Um, uh, sometimes we think 
that uh, young men and young women are going to be unruly. And they can be. I was unruly. <laughs> uh, the, the reality of it is the power and the presence of God makes a heart connection with almost every culture on the planet. Uh, miracles start in the heart. Touch the heart and the mind will follow. And what I have learned is until I touch a young person's heart, they're not going to open their mind. But once they open their mind, then they can begin to learn the power of God and be filled with the Holy Spirit and be his witness. Uh, the second video or the other video was in St. Petersburg. Uh, the church in St. Petersburg has been given great favor. Uh, they meet in the Swedish Lutheran Church, which is connected to the Swedish embassy. It's right in downtown St. Petersburg. Uh, anyone, if you ever get a chance to go to St. Petersburg in uh, Christmas time, You've got to. Also, Moscow, they're gorgeous cities. I, I know there's a lot of <clears throat> pain right now from what is happening there. But more than that, uh, when you see this church, they've not only planted seven other churches, they're planning to plant another 30 churches. It, the Part of the DNA of the Russian church from the very beginning was, especially among the young men and women that were saved, they became a part of planting churches. And that's exactly what these videos are about. People responding, people open. I think after the pandemic, wherever you go in the world right now, almost every church I'm a part of, two things they say. Number one, it's like starting over. And number two, it, well, it's not like starting over as much as it's like planting something new, something different. And new people are coming everywhere to go and across Russia dozens, hundreds of new people coming to Christ, coming to church because of their longing for God. That's exciting. Now, why should the believers in America care about what's going on right now in Ukraine and Russia? It seems so far away, but so why should we as believers care about that? The, the answer is what my wife did a few months ago. And it can come out of the pandemic all the way through what we're seeing now. One evening, I'm watching the news. And as I'm watching the news, they gave the number of people that died that day from the pandemic. And as Marcia was there, she said to me, 1,200 people went into eternity today. When, when we watch the news, every time we see deaths, it's talked about people dying. It's never talked about souls. When you begin to talk about souls, it unlocks the heart of a believer. We understand this principle. Do we believe there is a heaven? Do we believe the blood of Jesus Christ is the entrance into that heaven? It's the power of the word of God teaches us. But even more than that, do we believe there's a hell? And when we're watching lives every day, both Russian and Ukrainian lives being lost, souls. And yes, the church has grown much stronger in Ukraine and Russia. But the reality of it is the churches are not about government and for the most part, not about politics. They're about getting people right with God, prepared for heaven. And mm -hmm. that's why we should care. Every night when we're watching the news and when you're dealing with the believers in Russia, they're all victims. There, there's no winners on any side here. And the, the factor of, of uh, I mean, I, I, I was dealing with today People, I've talked to people today from Ukraine and Russia. 
I mean, it's almost a daily conversation. In, in Romania, in Moldova, I have one friend in Moldova. It's costing him $10,000 a day to take care of refugees that are overwhelmingly there. I mean, they're, they're on their doorstep. I'm getting calls from Ukrainian brothers and sisters who are in Romania trying to get into Hungary, sleeping in pews in Romanian churches. We see it in Poland, and we should see it. But the reality of it is this, this problem is spreading. It's hurt. And, and, and the churches in Russia are fasting and praying. They're fasting and praying, asking for God to establish his peace. And we need to be fasting and praying with them. The Romanian churches, the, the, the Moldovan churches, the Ukrainian churches. Uh, in 2014, when this was happening, I was in Ukraine. And I was there with the churches as literally they looked as though they were going to be invaded again when the Orange Revolution took place. And they were in tears, groaning and travailing. It's 10 miles from the Russian border. Uh, soldiers waiting. And God somehow stepped in. And we need God to step in now. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to step up. I, I know he's there. I know he's doing everything, and possibly. But we as believers... Uh, when you've been a part of a church that's gone from 61 churches to 4,600 churches, when you're watching, it's not just, it's not just hospitals and, and buildings, churches, people who are hurting, who are lost. We, we, we've got to grow. Do we believe there is a hell? And do we believe hourly, minute, every second, souls are passing into eternity? Forgive me uh, for, for I can see my eyes are getting red, tears. I, yeah, that's the reason we care. Because the Bible asks us to care. For God so loved the world. He didn't love the world system. He loved the world people. Nobody on this planet God doesn't love. And died for them. Gave his life for them. And he, he died for people. He died for me. But I know he died for a people. And that people that are going to heaven are coming from every nation, kindred, tribe, and tongue. Oh, so good. So good. So help springboard from that and help us, the audience right now that's listening and watching. How can we pray? How should we be praying uh, for the people of Ukraine, Russia, the church? How would you say the best? So if you were to say, here's how we need to be praying, what would you say? The best way to be praying this is not about God's will be done. God's will be will be done. This is, first of all, praying for peace. Praying for peace that begins to establish in the hearts of men and women. Freedom. We as believers believe in the power. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What we're watching right now is the hearts of, of men and women. And many times what's in the hearts of people is evil. So we have to pray from the Lord's prayer concerning the factor of evil. Pray that God intervenes. Now, I know maybe somebody's watching me and they don't believe in an intervention God. I do. I've watched him intervene in my life. Pastor Rodney, you know the testimonies of my healing, my wife, my son, uh, the last 10, 15 years, we have fought everything imaginable, and we're still here. Two years ago today, they said I would not live. Two years ago today, 
They, I was in ICU in St. John's and wasn't expected to live. And, 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 to, and on Friday, I went home. I still yeah. tested positive for over five weeks, was in quarantine for over seven. But when we're praying for them, let's begin to pray very specifically. God intervene. And in many ways, I mean, when I talk to the, to the uh, Ukrainian church, they every day are telling me about miracles. Miracles on top of miracles. The church in Ukraine is strong and growing. And so is the church in Russia. And neither of them are opposed to government. They're opposed to evil. Matter of fact, this is something I say almost every time I speak to a crowd in Russia. I say to them, there was a day that Russia and the United States of America gathered together against evil. And we stopped Hitler the greatest evil this planet has ever known. I believe again today that God can intervene and we can begin to join. I don't know how that can be done at all, but I know that I can pray and ask God to be faithful because I'm not faithful. Yes, because I'm a child of God, I every day, but there are moments I'm not, but God is always faithful. He's always been faithful. I, I once was a sinner. I'm now saved on my way to heaven, but we must continue. It's got to be intercession. It's got to be almost hourly. You've got to ask the Holy Spirit until this conflict, war, engagement is over to awaken you. Uh, you. You can be driving the car and all of a sudden you'll begin to feel yourself praying in the Holy Spirit, groaning in the power of God. But first of all, we've got to pray for peace. And secondly, we know the will of God is by the blood of Jesus that evil will be stopped by the power of God. That's good. Well, Mike, thank you so very much. I do want to say this in regards to the audience that's listening, uh, that we want to support you. And so we're going to support by prayer, but we also want to support by finances. And so I know that, um, Michael, you you do much in regards to uh, not only your personal ministry there, but then also uh, supporting uh, local churches and ministries and humanitarian efforts there. And so anyone who is listening can give, uh, just mark it Ukraine, mark Michael French, uh, and then just simply put it uh, to North Church. Or if you want to give directly toward his ministry, you can feel free to do that. How would they reach you at your ministry, uh, Michael? Uh, our phone number is 918-355-6083. There are people there during normal working hours. Um, uh, the second thing is go to michaelfrench.org and spell Michael, M-I-K-E-L-F-R-E-N-C-H. And there's ways to just, if you know how to do it, go through giving. Um, uh, if you if I'd have been prepared, I could have told you how to text. But uh, no, mainly that go through, go through the church, Pastor Rodney, or if you want, come directly to us or call. We can help you. Uh, process anything immediately. And um, one thing right now, whether you do anything for us, remember the most important moment of the harvest is the moment you choose your seed. Invest. Invest in the church. Invest in, in, in whatever organization. Be a part of this miracle. We'd yes. love to be a part of it. We'd love to help you. But do something somewhere. Be a blessing. God wants you to be a part of the harvest 
Harvest is coming and we're preparing for the harvest. We're believing out of this tragedy that God is going to bring the greatest supernatural victory. Thank you so very much. You have uh, been a joy in my life. And thank you for the encouragement right now. And then also giving us um, information that is going very, it's very relevant, very crucial right now. But your emphasis on the souls, there's souls weighed in the balance. Thank you for that. And I want you to know that uh, you can give. We'll make sure that every penny, no administrative costs are taken out. Every penny that you give with intentions of going to Ukraine, uh, Michael French will go directly to them, or you can contact and give directly through him. And so I'm so glad you're joining us today. Michael, thank you very much. We'll look forward to seeing you again next week on Up and to the Right.